everyone. We are back for part two of our conversation with Ryan McEwen. Last week, it was mortgage default insurance. This week, we're talking about the stress test and a few more things. Hope you enjoy. You're listening to the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast, where we chat with real estate experts from across the province to learn what's happening in the real estate market. Here's your host, Ron Caroni. Ryan, I want to uh, shift gears here and I want to talk about the stress test now. And uh, it's going on a couple months now that it's been changed. It was at 4.79%. Now it's at 5.25%. So what is the mortgage stress test? Great, great question. You know, it's something that's been a hot button topic for for a little while now, if anybody's following any of the mortgage space uh, information. The stress test was really developed. So back in the day, I'll kind of back up. Back in the day, we used to have really all your qualification was done on the rate that you actually got from your lender. So if it was 3.45 3.45 that you were going to be paying on your mortgage. That is where the qualification was, was based on. Um, and we had some, some, um, some qualifying rates, and we'll talk about those here next, um, that were basically factored in there to make sure that the income that you earned versus your mortgage payment did give you, put you in a good risk position. Now, the stress test came in and really we're, we're talking about historically low rates, guys. We're talking about rates that we've never seen before. Sub 2% fixed mortgage rates is something we've never seen in the landscape. So, I mean, it's, it's a great time to get into a home because of the, the low rate options. But with, with that also does come some risk, right? When we see these historic rate, low rate environments, we are also aware that that could change depending on the financial landscape. Now, the COVID pandemic has um, has really put some stress on our economic environment throughout Canada, and because of that, the you know the the banks are looking, the Bank of Canada is looking, the government's looking at really not pushing people out of the market and making it um, you know if we increase those those interest rates to a point that people were in trouble giving up, you know, a financial landscape that's a little bit volatile, um, we, we would hurt, we would hurt our first time home buyers or those trying to, uh, to maybe move to another lender when that term is up. So the stress test was kind of built in with that thought process in mind. And, and what it is, is a buffer zone. Really what the stress test is, is um, your contract rate plus 2% or a 5.25 fixed qualification rate, whichever's higher. And really that is built in a buffer zone that should rates increase over time, which, you know, they may, you know, rates do fluctuate with the uh, the financial landscape that as you're, if you're maybe in a variable, inc- a variable mortgage rate or an adjustable mortgage rate that does float a little bit with the economy, that you don't run into any financial hardship with that as rates go up. Or the other side of it is once your mortgage term, once you've signed on and you maybe signed for a three or a five-year mortgage term, once that does come back around, are are you going to be in a harder position when that rate is maybe not sub 2%, but maybe in a a three or 4% down the line in five years. So it's really kind of building in that buffer zone that we can handle some fluctuation in that rate environment going forward. So even though borrowers today, uh, you know, rates right around that 2% mark, even though if you're being qualified at 2%, you're being uh, put through the guidelines as if you're paying a 5.25% rate. This gives, uh, I, I guess, a little bit of sense of ease that, you know, maybe perhaps in five years when it comes time to, to renegotiate those mortgages, 
what if rates are at 5.25%? And, you know, now you have the, maybe the ability, according to the guidelines to still be able to afford this mortgage. So it's really a safety net dealing with these low rates now, Ryan. And if we come out of that, that people are still prepared to be paying off their home. That's, that's exactly right, Ron. And, and just to kind of clarify your point, you're exactly right on the qualification piece on that. So um, when you do go to your lender and you, you know, you negotiate a rate, that is the rate you're actually going to be paying on your mortgage. So, I mean, if you negotiate a, a 1.99 or whatever rate with your lender, that is the rate that your payment is, is going to be based on. But the stress test qualification rate is what you're going to be qualified at. And, and I'll, I'll talk about uh, um, gross debt service ratios and, and total debt service ratio that will kind of help bring that into perspective a little bit. So what we look at as insurers and lenders is, um, is, is really looking at your mortgage payment and how that compares to the income that you generate in your household. So uh, what we do is we look at um, is, is the household income on a, an annual basis. And we have two factors that we look at. So GDS or gross debt service ratio is, is all the factors that that mortgage is going to bring. So your principal payment, your interest payment, the annual taxes you pay on that, and the heat costs that are associated with that home. Um, if you do have a condo, we also factor in 50% of the condo fees into that as well. Now, that is your gross debt service. Okay, so what we do is we compare those four factors against your income, and that has to be less than 39%. Okay, so for whatever you make, you, have, you can't have more than 39% of that debt load coming from the property you're buying. So that's kind of the gross debt service piece. And the other side of that coin is what's called the TDS or the total debt service ratio. And that is all the housing costs we just talked about in the GDS, plus any additional debts that you might carry. Other mortgages, credit cards, lines of credit. Um, we factor in if you owe any, any spousal or al alimony payments are factored into that as well. Um, really all the other debt that you carry factors into your total debt service ratio. And what that has to limit out is, again, again, factored against your income, all those debts cannot be more than 44%. Okay, so those are kind of the two numbers that we work with are the gross debt service ratios and the total debt service ratios. And those have to be under 39 or 44%. So coming back to the stress test, what the stress test does is it uses that 5.25 number to qualify based on those 30, 39, 44 numbers. Okay, so that's where we need to have those numbers down underneath those 39, 44 thresholds based on a, a 5.25 qualifying rate. Now, as you've mentioned, what that does is it builds in that buffer that, you know, five or 10 years down the road, if rates do happen to escalate to that point, that we know that you're gonna be in a great position. And that really, that's all we want as lenders and insurers is to, to make sure that you're comfortable, you, you love the home you're in, and that this is a great transaction for you going forward. We wanna make sure that you're not in any financial hardship should those rates fluctuate down the line. And, and one note on the debt servicing ratios, they are hard numbers. There is no 0 .039, It is 39%, correct, Ryan? It, like they're, they're hard stops. We did have to draw a line in the sand somewhere, Ron. Yeah, you know, when it's uh, uh, 39.00 and 44.00 are, are the numbers that we have to adhere, adhere to um, with, with, yeah, I mean, if it's 3901, we can't do it. Yeah, it's really, a, we had to set that bar somewhere and, and 
And really, if we kind of said, well, you know, based on this exception, based on, you know, if we kept sneaking up, where, where do you, where do you stop that? Right. So we really believe that there, this is a good position, 39, you know, 44 are numbers that really give people a good amount of buying power to get into the market and ensuring that that risk position is, is very solid as well. The good news with that is that's where you can do a little tweaking on on a personal standpoint. If uh, if those ratios aren't quite matching up, we need to bring those auto loans or uh, credit cards down to a little certain point. There there's strings that you can pull to to be able to fit those things in, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, our our mortgage professionals out there are are experts in the field. They know how. Yeah, you know, if we're doing, say, uh, maybe a restructure, or if you have another property or refinance on that property, or uh, consolidating all your loans into one low payment are are great ways to uh, to get those down. And we we have a maximum amortization on the insured side of twenty five years. You know, making sure that we're spacing that out for the full twenty five years can also get those uh, those numbers in line to help out. So there's lots of different tools that your mortgage experts out there can, can really help you out with if, you know, if those are slightly over, lots of options we can look at for you. Ryan, we've touched on a, a lot of big topics here. I just want to give you a, a last chance. Anything else to add? Mortgage default insurance, stress test, and income ratios. <laughs> so, yeah, we have touched on a lot of great stuff here. And, I mean, really, this is about... Um, I think a lot of people understand the basics of a mortgage, but you know, really, this is about uh, telling you where we fit in the landscape and where the default insurers fit and the options and the advantages coming back to you, giving you that 5% option as opposed to a 20% option and, and making sure that our lenders and our financial landscape are very well protected going forward. One of the biggest cornerstones that we have in our financial landscape is our is our lenders, is our banks and our financial system. It's one of the cornerstone pillars of our financial environment here in Canada. And we do our best to ensure that it's protected, it is well-built, and it is a well-oiled machine going forward because we, we want to make sure that this is going to be something that is going to be a stable pillar for, for many, many years, you know, eternity, ideally. Um, so that's kind of number one is, is how we fit into that landscape. Now, I got, uh, Ron asked me a great question, we, you know, we're kind of setting this up, and he said, you know, if you could go back, and I've been doing this again almost 20 years, if I could go back and change one, one thing or something from, you know, over the time that I've been doing mortgages, oh, wow, I mean, it's a great question, because I, uh, I really had to go back and, and, and think, what did I do back then? How did I do things back then? There's been such an evolution. The biggest thing I would say is, don't wait for the perfect time. You always think that, you know, you want to be, I want to make sure I'm in the perfect position. I want to make sure that I've, I've got that dream job or I've, I've saved a buffer zone on my down payment or I'm, I'm in a, a good position in my marriage or I'll wait till I have kids before I'm more stable. Life will always throw us curveballs. Life will always throw us changes, whether that's, you know, unexpected kids coming or a job change or, you know, going to school or wanting to go back to school, maybe, in, you know, at a point in your life. We are always changing. We are always growing. We are always dynamic. So I don't really believe there is a perfect time to get in. It, it's uh, the, the biggest thing that I would say is once my wife and I made the decision to become home homeowners, you know, the the equity that we built in our home, the, the, the growth and the changes and the upgrades that we've made to our home have put us in a really good financial position. We've moved a few times now and, and, and done fairly well on, on what we've done to the home to increase that value and build that equity. And we've grown and started out in that, you know, that $100,000 house and then went up to that $250,000 house. And as our family grew and our life changed, you know, that $350,000 house and 
as we start to grow and change, our, our, our needs and our housing needs are going to change with it. So waiting for that perfect moment to come around, don't. Now is a historically great time to get into the market. We've got historically low rates, um, you know, and a great, robust, very, very substantial hot market. Um, yeah, that would be the biggest piece of advice that I have is don't wait for that perfect moment. Find a moment that works for you and, and go with it. And that's kind of even a great note about just forced savings of, of owning a home, Ryan, as opposed to renting. If you are in a stable financial situation, the, the job landscape for you looks fairly stable. Uh, owning a home is a great way just to every month sock away a, a little bit of money. And when the next home comes along, there's a, a bigger down payment for you that, that as you go along through, through your journey in the housing market there, there's a piece for you as you move along. So a really great note on that. Ryan, if folks are looking for a little bit more information on insurers in Canada and particularly Sagin, or they have some questions about how mortgage default insurance works, what are the what are resources that they can access if they want to read up on this a little more? Great information, Ron. And not only can they call me directly, I'm the Sagin account manager here for Saskatchewan. Um, I'll even put out uh, put out my number there. If anybody wants to call me directly, I'm always here to talk. I'm always here to answer any questions that you do have. My number is 306. 222-0802. We do have some great resources at Sagen as well and some great information, not only for our, our, uh, our mortgage experts to go to, but also any, any homeowners that are looking to get in the market or looking to grow in that market. Um, our website is www.sagen.ca. We've got some great information. We do little things from, uh, from doing um, uh, gathering information from our clients uh, across the country and, and putting that information, letting you know, you know, for, for example, how a millennial or how a baby boomer is looking at, uh, at mortgage rates. And if, if they're looking at getting in the market, are people buying vacation homes and some stats behind that? Um, how to help your how to help your own equity and get into a different uh, you know a different program maybe be a, a purchase plus improvements how to help out with maybe somebody newer to Canada coming in we've got some great programs that support that as well so check out our website again that's www.sagen.ca at any time some great information or call me directly we're always here to help Wonderful, Ryan. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to, to sit down and chat with us. It was really great information as always, and uh, we really appreciate your time. Thanks, Ron. It was great to, great to be on, and hopefully the information that we've uh, discussed today can really help a lot. And, and if it's not for mortgage professionals, definitely for mortgage clients. And I look forward to helping out any way I can. No doubt about it. Thanks so much, Ryan. Have a great day. Take care. Thanks again to Ryan for coming on and being part of the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. If you enjoyed these episodes with Ryan, please hit the like and subscribe button to show your support. I'm Ron Caroni, your Saskatchewan mortgage professional. Until next time, bye for now. This has been the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. If you like this episode, find more information and episodes on our Facebook and YouTube pages. If you'd like to be a guest or have a conversation you'd like to learn more about, let us know by messaging the show on Facebook. Thanks for listening.